Hey, Fro, you want to hear a joke? I want to hear a joke. What do you call it when Batman skips church? I don't know. Christian Bale. <laughs> on this episode of another digital citizen, we'll talk about news of the week, TV of the week, Star Wacker Conspiracy, 1983 episode one and two review, movies of the week, and another digital review of The Possession of Hannah Grace. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Gentlemen and ladies, aha, I took it the other way this week. Change! Ah, uh, <laughs> what hasn't changed is uh, someone I am with. Hello, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. See how I mixed it up there? Oh, yeah, I, I do see how you mixed it up. No, you didn't really yeah. mix it up. I'm still, it's still what? the same two people. <laughs> but I mixed it up. I mean, it's controversial. I didn't say ladies first. I said gentlemen first. Oh, I see. Right. Ah. I think the problem is the word ladies, but I don't know. I'm. I, who knows if that's still a thing or not? I, maybe people have given up on that. Ah, oh, the me too. This week has been fun to uh, watch, hasn't it, with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. What is his oh, name right. again? Uh, Neil yeah. deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, you got it right. We, you yeah. were pretty close, at least. I, I kind of <laughs> saw something about it. I didn't. I didn't see anything uh, definite, and I know he's denying it, right? So I really don't know. Oh yeah, what's going on with that? And in Norway, we had also our like uh, allegations against the minister. So, I mean, it's it's not over. That's for sure. I thought, I thought maybe maybe it was going to be over. Uh, I mean, it like it's it not is. really as big, like as big of news as it was initially. Like in the uh, in the initial outset of the, at least the um, the big allegations, like around like Weinstein, there was like twenty people all in like two right. weeks. This is one person. This week or two people this week, it's you know slowed. It's slowing down. Um, I don't, Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's a weird one to me. I don't know. I I have a hard time believing that. <laughs> to be honest, it is a really weird thing. Uh, did you read his uh, statement? No, like I said, I didn't see very much about it at all. I just I have a hard really? time believing it. No, I I it, it, honestly 
those kind of things are there's a, there was other bigger news. I mean, the biggest news right now in America. I, I turned on the news this morning and it was uh, George Bush funeral happening today or whatever. Yeah. So that I is bigger news in America yeah. than uh, the Neil deGrasse Tyson thing, to be honest. Yeah, I watched uh, some of it. Uh, we could start with that, I guess. Uh, I don't have anything to say. Up. Yeah, we already said what there is to say. But, yep. uh, you know, he's dead. There you go. Yep. I, I We so, mentioned him last week on the show, I guess, which is, was random, but yeah. Yeah, we did. So we're sitting here playing Fallout 76, of course, because that's uh, the best game in the world. Have you heard about this? I've seen some trailers and whatnot, yes. <laughs> a little controversial game called Fallout 76. Uh, people are deeming it as uh, one of the worst games ever made. <laughs> Which I have a hard time believing, but just because I played some really bad games back in the day for Atari and things like that, so I don't know if that's pro- possibly true, but eh, people want to exaggerate, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, I think it's kind of funny because I I watched some streaming of it uh, with people sitting there complaining and showing uh, me what's wrong. And I sit there and like, yeah, when I started playing video games, I started playing Pong. I'm not sure if you're you're allowed to complain about games right. <laughs> like this. Like I started with... Two boxes moving up and down with a box in the middle. That the goal was not to get it out of the screen on your side. That was my game when I started gaming, and that's not a fucking joke. <laughs> I mean, most games nowadays. Uh, well, to me, the games that I've seen, that kind of the bigger games, the ones that people uh, talk most about, they're more like a movie than they are a game nowadays. <laughs> It's more like yeah. you want to watch it to follow the storyline and find out what happens. Maybe it follows up from the last game. The storyline continues from the last game and things like that. Where And, and the gameplay is not, is not as... Uh, with those kind it's of games, it's, it's not as important. Yeah. Right. It's more about the storyline yeah. and things like that. Right. And the, the new games that are, that are getting bigger are the ones that are like the storyline that can... It's like a choose-your-own-adventure where you can play it 20 different ways and the story will change. Those kind of games are... I think that's a cool uh, evolution in video games, for sure. But I haven't seen this many uh, controversial posts about Fallout 76 scenes. Uh, we, we talked about uh, uh, the exploring uh, game uh, in space. I suddenly forgot what it was called. I know what you're talking about, but I forgot what, what... I don't remember what it's called either. No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. There you go. Sure. Yes. Uh, two seconds away from my head. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I, it's, kind of, it's kind of strange that uh, it's been this much discussion about it, because everywhere I looked on YouTube this week, uh, or and last week, it's been like, uh, Fallout 76 this or Fallout 76 that or play uh, people playing uh, Red uh, Dead uh, 2 online that's like <laughs> that's like the two only things I've seen <laughs> well that and people trying to get you to subscribe to PewDiePie but other than that yeah sure yes 
I remember saw somebody took a screen grab from Pornhub, and people have been going into the comments in Pornhub, I guess, of uh, somebody saying, in the comments, subscribe to PewDiePie. <laughs> That's funny. Everywhere it's happening. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's hilarious. I think it's it's a real it's a you know it's the internet, but it it, it yeah. uh, I think it's the lengths that it has gotten to at this point are are monumentally hilarious. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how close are they now. Oh, I have no idea. I'd have to go. Like, I know you can look up you know T series versus PewDiePie on YouTube, and they have a live counter that's just continuously going. Okay. I I will I will look that up while while you're talking about something else. Uh oh, sure. Yeah, if you want to. Um, what else is there to tell? Let's just get into the first news story, I guess. Uh, Nigerian president denies being replaced by a clone. Uh, yeah. Says it's the real me. This guy's name is Mahau Maham Adu Buhari. Yeah. Mahan, Mahadu sure. Bari uh, breaks his science about a rumor that is cir- circulated on social media for months. Uh, he denies the claims that he died and was pl- replaced by a uh, Sudanese imposter, breaking his silence on the rumor that is circulated for months. Uh, Buhari, who is running for re-election in February, spent five months in Britain last year being treated for an undisclosed illness. Okay. Uh, one theory widely aired on social media uh, was that he had been replaced by a lookalike from Sudan. Uh, so I guess they thought he died in Britain and then he was replaced. Uh, no evidence has pre- been presented, but videos making the claim have been viewed thousands of times on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, Bahari says, it's the real me. I assure you, I will soon celebrate my 76th birthday and I am still going strong. So what do you think about this, bro? Or are you still? <laughs> yeah. Did you find the, the T series yet? I did, but uh, uh, I, I I think it's interesting because I found this because we we talked about cloning so many times on the show. We we talked about uh, how how uh, we talked about celebrity cloning and we talked about normal cloning and things like that. And I I think it's kind of funny that uh, a state of Someone that is a, is a statesman has to come out and say, It isn't the clone! I swear! <laughs> In this time. I, I, th- I think that's kind of funny. I, 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 I can see where they're cu- coming from. Like, as far... Like, where the... I guess where the conspiracy theory came from. Just because he goes off to another country for a long time and then comes back. Uh, and so... You know, it's going to make people assume that he's dead. This is like the Ultimate Warrior thing. The Ultimate Warrior leaves for a while and comes back and looks a little tiny bit different. And so everybody thinks that he was replaced by a different, you know, Ultimate Warrior. Right. So the gap between PewDiePie and T-Series is 381,271. As we are speaking. Oh, okay. So uh, less than half a million. I mean... Yeah, I saw less, less than four hundred thousand. Right, actually. I saw something like last week. I want to say that uh, <clears throat> somebody had 
done a video and it got pretty viral and got PewDiePie like half a million subs in one yeah. day yeah. or something. So if that, yes. if that happens again, it could bump back the other way, but they're still going to mm-hmm. catch up eventually. I think the whole thing, if people don't understand what the big deal about this is, is that one side with PewDiePie is an individual human being, human content creator, yes. and T-Series is this massive Indian corporation. Massive. Massive. So what it basically so, is is an individual versus corporation. It's yes. you know the it's corporate state versus a, an individual trying to run his own business, and so it really is kind of a. It's more of more than uh, just uh, the fight over subscribers. Kind of, it's really it, it's okay. silly, but also kind of serious at the same time. I don't know. It's yes. weird. Uh, let's uh, part of it. Subscribe to PewDiePie, everybody. Right. I mean, I'm subscribed. Focused. I'm subscribed. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I know. I'm. I'm telling our listeners, our listeners, go and subscribe right, exactly. to Pewdiepie. Yeah, profests. Yeah. No. I. I. I actually like Pewdiepie. Uh, uh, he. He has uh, done some controversial things. I'm not. Sure, going right. to, <laughs> I'm not going to say that he hasn't. But uh, um, uh, Logan Paul has done worse. And he's still on YouTube, so... Actually, I think they they, they gave him his TV show back. They gave Logan Paul, yeah. they had taken it away or whatever, and then they gave it back, even though he had yeah. done all the terrible things he did, but whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and PewDiePie, Scared PewDiePie Season 2 is still not on YouTube, so... <laughs> That's saying something! <laughs> I, and I, I remember watching PewDiePie and not liking him back in the day because I thought he was really yeah. disingenuous a lot of the time um, as far yeah. as uh, when he used to just be a video game channel. And now he's more than that, I guess. So it, it mm-hmm. seems a little more gen- genuine the, when he talks about stuff and things like that. So, yeah, subscribe, I guess. And, and I, I think he's pretty Republican in, in his views. He got a lot of flack having uh, one of the most right-wing people on there, Ben Shapiro, doing uh, meme reviews. Oh, is... really? Okay. Yes, yes. Uh, and, but, yeah, but uh, Anybody associated with Ben Shapiro instantly gets flack, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was one of the, my favorite videos, and I don't like Ben Shapiro at all. Like, I, I thought that was so funny because it was... Uh, watching Ben Shapiro doing things he usually doesn't do. Like, he does the PewDiePie clap and everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, I, th- I have to watch that. I'm sure it's out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's on the PewDiePie's channel. So, yeah. let's talk about fake news. Um, because it could destroy the Western society. The part- State Department official warns. Right, it says here, uh, high-ranking State Department official has a stark warning of the potential for computational warfare. That's what they're calling it, computational warfare. Uh, the computational warfare has the uh, potential to destroy the Enlightenment order that has governed Western society for more than two centuries. Uh, he's calling for an Enlightenment 2.0, one that would bring the ideals of the original Enlightenment, uh, reason, civil discourse, and humanism, uh, to the digital sphere. Okay, this is sounding kind of weird and creepy already. 
mm-hmm. we don't need to say that this is the death of the Enlightenment. Uh, we need to create an Enlightenment 2.0. It sounds like Hillary 4.0 or whatever it was. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, I remember that. These people have not been on computers since the 90s, apparently. Um Matt B. Chesson, who serves as acting de- deputy si- of science and technology advisor f- to the state, uh, to the Secretary of State, uh, he has been at the State Department for more than a decade, uh, with postings in Baghdad and Cabal. Chesson is also a science fiction novelist. Oh, okay, <laughs> with vivid ideas mm-hmm. about the future of humanity and technology. He should start his <laughs> own religion. I I hear that's popular Scientology. It were yeah. He could probably uh, start some kind of <laughs> anti-computer uh, religion. I yeah yeah. He could have yeah. the Unabomber the as like their their god or something. They're in the new Scientology. Yeah. I, what would you call the uh, Unabomology? Right. Um, <laughs> Chesson said that the possibility of a post truth world uh, actually directly undermines the Enlightenment ideas, ideals of the search for truth and reason. Uh, they want to see this post-truth world because in that world, a fact is whatever you convince people of. So, uh, they're saying that fake news is going to destroy Western civilization. That's what they're saying. Okay. It was uh, fun while it lasted. Goodbye, I guess everybody. so. Goodbye, everybody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this guy should talk to CNN yeah, and, and like uh, the Guardian and Politico this last week. Like we covered that yes. Guardian article last week, and then Politico uh, had an even worse article this week about that yes. article, saying about that article, yeah, saying that the Russians planted that art- article to discredit the Guardian. So it, oh. even the article about. The, uh, the Russians meeting with WikiLeaks was planted by the Russians. That was part of the Russian conspiracy. <laughs> I, f- I I almost feel sorry for Russia if they wouldn't just stop fucking things up. Oh, yeah, I'd feel bad for them if they stopped murdering journalists and uh, attacking Ukraine yeah. and things like that. Then I would feel bad for them. I, I don't know, 100% feel bad for them, but uh, I do... No. See this, see that side of things. That uh, if I, if it was just you know, one person and one person, and that person was lying all the time about you to everybody, yeah, I'd feel bad for the person being lied about. But it's so irritating because it's like I feel, I feel sometimes that we sit here, and I, we talked about this on the podcast before, that we sit here and like protect the Donald, Donald, Donald Trump, we protect and Russia. That's like I, how I feel uh, at sometimes. Like we don't like what Russia does, but sometimes it's like it's so clear. I can't wait for this investigation thing to come out so we can talk about this. Like, where is it, Mister Mueller? Can you hurry up, please, so we can read what conclusions you come to? Right, and from what I've been seeing. Chances are, when it does get released, it's going to be either redacted, heavily redacted, of course it is. or it's uh, it's going to be sealed, a sealed indictment where nobody gets to read of it anyways. Course. Right. Of course. The and other, that's the problem. 
that's the problem with society today. Like in mean in in that's one of the things that irritates me about Trump and uh, what's the thing he did with the JFK thing. Like he he didn't release all the papers. He looked at some of it and said, "Ah no, we're not going to release it." Uh, when he during his campaign said, "Like we're going to release everything, everything is going to get released," right. and he goes and, like, "Nah." It wasn't Trump. It, he said he wanted to release it, and then what was it? The FBI or the CIA or something said, right. "No, we have to keep these stuff uh, redacted. We have to keep some of this stuff hidden." Right. It, it's so clear, and I I don't understand this. I don't understand how people still believe in the Russia Trump connection. What where Trump goes to. Was, what was it? A UN meeting this week, and and he had cancelled the meeting of President Putin because he didn't want. To oh, talk it to was because... uh, the G twenty summit, right? G twenty, yes. And 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 because he's he was so against what Russia did, and still people think they are convoluting together. If like I, I'm going to tell you this, if they convoluted together. They are the worst business partners <laughs> in the fucking world. Right. Yeah. Like, if they convoluted together, I really want to see their original plan. What was their plan? Because it seems like what they're doing now is far and away one of the worst ideas I have ever heard. And... Uh, as far as the Mueller thing goes, I mean, it could come out in the next few weeks, but uh, as as far as uh, people saying, oh, it's looking like it's gonna stuff's going to be coming out in the next few weeks, but they've been saying that for a year, you know what I mean? So yes. at any point, uh, it could come out, but it could take a whole other year. Who knows? I, who knows what's going to happen with it? Uh, I'm guessing it'll all be uh, a sealed indictment. We won't find out anything about it, and... People will just assume that it had to do with the Russia thing, even though it's probably going to be money laundering, like we said a year and a half ago. Yep. So. <laughs> yep. That is uh, my prediction as well. How old do you feel, Luke? Uh, well, I definitely feel younger than uh, my age, for sure. Yeah, I'm 39. I'm getting to be 40 next year. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, Tinder user, uh, 69 years old, uh, loses battle to lower age in the bid uh, for more matches on dating app. A Dutch <laughs> multinational speaker has lost his court case battle to bid 20 years of his age to get in more matches in the dating app Tinder. Emily... Uh, that doesn't sound at all like a man, but it is. Emily Reitelband, 69, hit a global headline when he launched a legal action hoping to lower his age from 69 to 49 and improve his success rate on the app. But Monday, the self-styled uh, self-help girl lost his chain challenge. Aww. A statement released uh, by Arnheim Court said, uh, Mr. Reinbeld 
is liberty to feel 20 years older, uh, younger than his real age, and uh, act accordingly. But amending his date of birth cost 20 years of records to vanish from the register of birth, death, marriages, and registered partnership. This would have a variety of unfortunate legal and societal implications. I could not fucking agree more. <laughs> uh, a weird, 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 weird case. Can't you just uh, sign up for Tinder lie. and put, yeah, and lie, lie on the app? <laughs> I'm so confused by this. He's like, no, I want to do this the right way. It has to be legal. I have to go to court over this. <laughs> but here's my question. If you were a woman, let's say you were 49 years old. Okay. Okay. Right. And you knew that this man had won his fucking court case. Would that make him more or less attractive? Would you then go, oh, well, he's 50, so, because they yeah. said so in court. Or would you, mm-hmm. I know, I, but I think, th- I think the, uh, the whole thing here would be he, he would assume that nobody would find out about it, which obviously everybody right. has now. Of course. But, uh, he would be able to say it on Tinder, and then if they actually met up, it would be on his driver's license as well, because it would, you know, now if he lies on Tinder, then he shows them his driver's license, and they go, well, this is 10 <laughs> years off. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I I am so happy the court, the court didn't say, yeah, okay, we'll let you allow to do that. Because uh, then I would do it next year, and I would suddenly be 20. Yeah, I just, I can't see how he thought this was going to go through. (laughs) Right, exactly, but whatever, I guess. So, did you see uh, Mrs. uh, Trump's uh, Christmas uh, decorations? Kind of. I guess I saw, like, a a small picture of, like, some red trees. I didn't see, like, a... Oh, they were red. Yeah, they were. I, I didn't... People were saying they were, like, something out of uh, a horror movie. I didn't get that exactly, but I guess you could interpret <laughs> it that way. They're just red. It was ugly as F. That's oh, really? Okay. I didn't... I yeah. guess I didn't... All I saw was one picture of some red trees. I didn't see, like, the whole outlay... Or, uh... Uh... Layout of the of the White House and how everything looks or anything like that. Oh, yeah, no. It's, it's ugly and creepy as hell. It looks like a horror house. It looks like... Such a uh, horror house. But, uh, is that an Eastern no, uh, European thing, or what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not Eastern European. Well, she is, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I Where she's... She's... Uh, I'll look Where is she from? Yeah, I'll look okay. it um, up. Uh, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because in uh, Monopolis... Monopolis? That's not the place, is it? She's from Slovenia, bro. So I was oh. right, yeah. Okay. Uh, Monopolis... Minneapolis. Uh, yeah, you're close. Minneapolis. Uh, precinct investigator removed racist Christmas tree decorations. What was so racist about this? Uh, right, the, it says the tree was ornamented, ornamented with flaming hot Funyuns, a pack of Newport <laughs> cigarettes, uh, mm-hmm. a Popeye's 
Louisiana kitchen drink cup and police tape. Okay. Uh, so, that sounds really racist. Yep. Uh, it says ranking min- officer of Minneapolis police precinct were removed from his post after the image of what appeared to be a Christmas tree decorated with racist ornament ornaments circulated on social media. So they took a picture of it and put it on social media as well. Okay. The removal came three days after two officers were allegedly involved in decorating the tree were also uh, placed on paid leave. They were on paid leave for this? That's fucking stupid. The Minneapolis Police Department spokesman uh, confirmed that the inspector was removed from the top position at the Northside Precinct Station where the tree was apparently photographed. So I haven't seen a picture of this tree. Right, there's a picture and, right there, yeah. And I can't say that I see anything racist about it. It's definitely and racist, not... bro. <laughs> yeah, but maybe this, it's just because uh, these are American stereotypes, so maybe you don't know the stereotypes, but... Uh, I have no clue, no. What's so racist about it? All these things are supposed to be like things that African-American people like. So, it says here, the photo on social media showed the holiday tree with empty beer and malt liquor cans, cigarette packs, and bags of junk food like Funyuns and Takis. Yeah. Uh, So, they're saying, like, it's also got a fried drink cup from a fried chicken fast food chain on it. It's got police tape on it. Uh, Yeah, this is definitely 100% racist from. Okay. I, I I trust you because I didn't see anything racist about this. Uh, I can understand how you, final... if you didn't know the stereotypes because you're from Maybe. another country, I could totally see how you would not get it. Uh, these people who put this tree up definitely knew what they were doing. That's what makes it racist. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What a weird thing to do then. Let me think of something like equivalent. Let's say you put up a a, a Christmas tree with like uh, I, with stereotypes of some other uh, uh, race, like a Hispanic Christmas tree would have like I don't know a burrito and what a wall a wall on it and things like that. You know right. what I mean? Like right. it's the same. It's equivalent to that. Uh, Especially putting it in a police station, like in the lobby of a police station, I, this is unacceptable for sure. And it, it definitely, the worst part about this is that uh, the two officers, at least, were put on paid leave. They're clearly racist. It says here, Minnesota-based civil rights activist Ron Edwards referred to the tree's de- decorations as a wink-wink to racist stereotypes. So there you mm. go, bro. Yeah. No, I I I I plead, uh, I plead uh, myself Norwegian. Okay, ignorance through Nor- Norwegianism, right? <laughs> yes, yes, uh, that's that's what, what I I plead. Uh, so uh, Elon Musk news. We haven't talked about him for a little while, so not uh, not uh, not our chief said uh, that uh, Elon Musk will not be smoking joints publicly again. Good, good, I guess. Right, this is kind of a follow up to us covering that him what uh, kind of getting in trouble for being on the Joe Rogan podcast and smoking a joint on there, and then 
the, everything went down with that. NASA apparently was not very happy with this from. Uh, it says Chief, NASA Chief Jim uh, Bridestein elaborated this week on the reasons why the U.S. Space Agency launched a safety review of SpaceX and Boeing, I guess, which are building spaceships for astronauts, including workplace... uh, which are building spaceships for astronauts, including their workplace culture and drug-free policies. Although NASA initially declined to confirm media reports that it was... that the review was prompted by SpaceX CEO Elon Musk appearing on a podcast in which he was filmed smoking a joint... Brian Steen admitted Thursday uh, during a roundtable with reporters it was not helpful. <laughs> wow. Uh, he says, I will tell you he, meaning Elon Musk, is committed to safety and anybody and he, uh, oh, as committed to safety as anybody and he understands that it was not appropriate behavior and you will not be seeing that again. So yeah, they got really mad at... <laughs> At him for smoking a joint on uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. Even NASA's like, you cannot do that anymore. But let's say it gets legal all through United States of America. Right. What then? What the fuck does NASA have to do with it? According, I mean, this is their this is their reasoning here. If you look back at the history of how and when accidents have occurred in the past, there's always been a safety assessment after the fact, and it includes things like leadership and culture uh, and safety of the organizations that are involved in the mission. So for some reason, NASA thinks because he smoked a joint on the Joe Rogan podcast, it's going to uh, inhibit the safety of the crew members of NASA rocket ships. I that don't make ludicrous. the connection here. <laughs> I don't understand how that those is, things are connected. That is like connecting a, 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 a bird third with a book about dogs. I just see like Elon Musk like standing next to the rocket, holding like uh, a tether that's like holding the rocket <laughs> up, and he's got like a big old blunt in his mouth, and he just Love pulls that. the tether out like. <laughs> is that safe, guys? And the whole rocket just falls over. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> that is so fucking stupid. Can I just say that? That is the worst thing I have ever heard. That is so incredibly stupid. Right. I can understand it. I, 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 I actually... Like, okay, is he not allowed to drink on TV either, then? Right, on the podcast, the Joe Rogan podcast, we talked about this during, when we initially talked about this, they were also drinking uh, whiskey or some kind of hard liquor at the same time. Which one's worse, exactly? What, uh, I mean, it's giving a wrong message to the youth. That's what they're thinking. No, NASA, NASA should just shut the fuck up and do their thing and not be so worried about what he does on a podcast it's just stupid right i mean what they're trying to what they're uh, like you said they think it's corrupting the youth or something they see it as uh him telling people you can be smart and a rocket scientist and also smoke pot and those things to them are not things that go together and so they want to avoid having those things look like they could go together (laughs) Oh, yeah, because that's so dangerous. 
So, Oregon news this week. Yeah, this came out yesterday. Um, Oregon is closer than ever to becoming the first state to legalize magic mushrooms. Right? We talked a little about this in the past, uh, except we talked about it in California. I want to say the last election they tried to get it on the ballot, but it didn't end up on the ballot, I think. Right, that's correct. It says, in November, Oregon's Secretary of State approved language for a ballot initiative that would make magic mushrooms legal. To make it on the ballot for the 2020 general election, the initiative will need... 120,000 signatures. It's 117,578, uh, actually. But uh, a successful... Uh, where is it? I just lost it. A successful ballot initiative in Oregon would decriminalize hallucinogenic mushrooms and let them be manufactured under a license. The possession of psychedelic mushrooms would contain the active compound psilocybin is still a f- uh, felony nationwide. Uh, the intent of 2020 Psilocybin Service Initiative of Oregon is to advance a breakthrough therapeutic model currently being perfected in research settings at top universities around the world. Uh, this was said by Tom and Sherry Eckert, who are leading the petition uh, on their website. Can I just say that uh, down in the article it also says the growing number of recent studies has shown that magic mushrooms could be beneficial to certain people. Scientists says that uh, this uh, psilocybin could re- help reduce anxiety in people with cancer and could be used as treatment for anxiety, depression, and alcoholism. Yep, and it says here researchers at John Hopkins University, which Clear, uh, you know, very reputable university said that psilocybin should not be classified as a Schedule One drug, a category for substances with no known medical benefit. So even people at John Hopkins are saying this is not this has uh, medical uses. You just got to we just got to figure out what they are. And these people in Oregon are saying, like you said, uh, anxiety, depression, and alcoholism. You know, they can be used for treatment. And I've also seen other kinds of therapy, uh, PTSD and things like that. Uh, you know, it helps you connect back with your, uh, uh, primitive, uh, self or your, you know, people with, uh, those kind of mental disorders, not ones, ones that are caused by external forces like PTSD. Uh, it can help you cope with those kind of things. I think is the idea. Right. Two days ago, I was watching this podcast, and it's kind of interesting that we talk about this. Uh, I was watching Collider uh, podcasts. Uh, I I love them because they talk about news of movies and uh, television shows, and they also talk about like like some some things. And they have one of the hosts on there called Roxy Stryer. I think that's her name. She was talking about dosing. Uh, um, and talking about magic mushrooms and how it helped her through her depression. And that was the day before this news, so I find it interesting uh, that and in California, I think. So there is some places in America, I ask you, that this is allowed? Uh, there are researchers who are allowed to do research. There aren't 
in right. there are there is no place where it's legal uh, in a so, like uh, recreationally. No. So she was criminalizing criminalizationing herself. <laughs> that was uh, so hard to say. I don't know. I'd have to hear the po- if she was part of a research group. No, no, she's oh. she's she did. Well, yeah, she did, no, you like, can't be arrested. Uh, that's the other thing. You can't be arrested for saying you did drugs. You you have to oh. be caught with drugs or um oh. get or, or be tested with drugs in your system or something like that. You I can, did if not you know say that. Yeah, well, otherwise all uh every rapper out there who talks about lean <laughs> would be under arrest right now, bro. That's, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. That's a really good point. I don't know why I didn't talk think about that. Right. Uh, uh let's see. Okay. Uh this is a weird story. Um did, did this make news in uh Norway? The Southwest? No. Okay. No. Southwest Airlines apologizes to girl named uh, Absidy, A A B C D E after gate agent made fun of her. Okay. Mm-hmm. Southwest Airlines is apologizing to Texas mom and her five-year-old daughter after one of its employees openly mocked a little girl's name. I want to see what that means, like, what it what actually happened. I, I wish there was a video of this so we could see what mocking her name actually is, you know what I mean? Because I'm not really sure. <laughs> Did she go, like, point at her and laugh and say, you have such a stupid name? Like, I have a hard time believing that uh, uh, somebody wor- at work would do that, but... It says here, uh, ABC affiliate KABC uh, told Tracy Redford that several weeks ago, she she and her daughter, ABCDE, pronounced Absidy. So, Absidy. Like, so you take AB, and then the C, I guess you pronounce it as just a C, and then DE you pronounce as D, and you leave the E as silent? Like, that's confusing as hell. Absidy were boarding the plane at John Wayne Airport in Orange County, California, on their way home to El Paso, when the gate agent began to conspicuously make fun of her daughter's name on the boarding pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mother says, The gate agent started laughing, pointing at me and my daughter, uh, talking to the other employees, so I turned around and said, Hey, if, you, if I can hear you, my daughter can hear you, so I'd appreciate it if you just stop. So they were pointing and laughing? Okay. We have a 14-second video. Should we watch it? Duh. I have no idea what this is. Should we watch it? Yeah. I mean, I, it's that mom talking about it, so... I mean, sure. And, uh, yeah, go ahead and give me a countdown. And it's 14 seconds, so... In 3, 2, 1, go. Oh, Sorry. I gotta redo that. I oh. had the tab on mute because I didn't want to mess up our recording. <laughs> but go ahead. Give me a countdown again. In three, two, one, go. The gate agent started mocking my child's name, laughing, pointing at me and my daughter, and um, talking to other employees. So I turned around and just said, like, hey, I can hear you, so if I can hear you, my daughter can too. Like, I'd appreciate it if you just stop. Yeah. Alright, that's kind of just exactly what I just said, but I still am confused, so... Pointing at her? They're pointing at me and my daughter and talking to other employees. She says openly mocking, but were they, like, talking to each other, like, 
you know, in private and kind of making fun of it, or were they making fun of it directly to them? Because it doesn't seem like they were, you know, directly saying, hey, your name is stupid. They were talking to each other, like, secretly, or they thought it was secretly, and the mom overheard. Is that what you're kind of understanding, or wh- right. what do you think, Fro? Yes. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. Okay. Uh, the airline... I understand as well. The airline said it has spoken to the employee and is uh, using this as an opportunity to reinforce our policies and emphasize the expectations of all of our employees. Uh, So, yeah, it says here, the name ABCDE is not a common name in the United States, bro. Just to let you know that. (laughs) What? It's not? The article had to point that out to you. (laughs) Here's my question. How many magic mushrooms and how high do you have to be to come up with that fucking stupid name? This lady had to have known eventually this was going to come up as an issue when she named her daughter ABCDE. You know what I mean? Like I, I can think of so many times on the on on the court, like children going ABCDE, <laughs> for example. Uh, right, and then, uh, yeah, this kid's gonna go and it's gonna be in school, and you don't think kids are gonna make fun of her name when they're in school? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, kids are even more cruel than adults, so if these adults are making fun of her, when she gets into school, it's gonna be even worse. I don't know. I, if I was the mom, I would just change the name, because that, that's just asking for trouble, is what I think, personally. But, you know, if that's... What you want to do, if that's what you want to name your kid, that's fine, I suppose. It reminds me, Fro, remember Dinosaurs, the TV show from the 90s? Yes, I love the dinosaurs. The uh, the baby on that was named The Baby, and remember they named it that because uh, they couldn't figure out what they wanted to name it, and then, uh, so the doctor asks, and they're just like, we want to name him the baby he's the baby and that's that right. was the name of the kid was the baby it, that's what it reminds me of the mom was like the yeah. doctor went hey what do you want to name your son and they couldn't think of what to name it so they're just like uh a b c d e they just started the alphabet out you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah they're like that would be so fun I can't wait to have A, B, C, D, as my kid. Maybe she was on morphine, like the doctors gave her morphine, and then (laughs) went, hey, what do you want to name your kid? You know what I mean? If they get one more child, what would it be named then? F-L-G-H-M-N-O? Right, exactly. You just continue. How many kids would you have to have to do the whole alphabet? Right. (laughs) Hey, have you seen a really big cow this week? I have seen a really big cow this week. I saw pictures of this, but I hadn't seen the video, so I posted up a video so we could kind of see it. Uh, I think the video is probably more... does it more justice than the pictures do. Oh, it's a big cow. This was news in Norway. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's look at Australia's biggest cow. In three, two, one, go. Knickers. King of the cows from down under. And we're seeing a whole, like, you know, field of cows, and then this one cow in the middle has <laughs> got to be three times as big as every other cow. 
is uh, 194 centimeters tall, seven-year-old steer, was deemed too big to fit into the processing facility. <laughs> so they can't, they couldn't, they can't kill the cow and, uh, uh, you know, turn it into meat because it's too big to fit in the processing plant. It is so big. It is gigantic. And Nickers is uh, told to buy the biggest cow in Australia. It says the Italian cow uh, Benelli holds the yeah. Guinness World Records at two point something meters. So this isn't the biggest cow ever in the world, but this is Australia's biggest cow ever. I guess there was a bigger cow at some point in Italy. So. Wow. Is it then you should go, oh, holy cow. I think that uh, that would be what you would say if you saw that, right? Mm-hmm. So is, uh, is uh, Tron going to tell the truth about our favorite media? I wish he would tell media? the truth about Common Sense Media, but I don't think that's what he's going to be talking about. But he is going to be talking about Common Sense. This is Tron where Tron tells the truth. I'm sorry I was off last week, but it was a busy week. And um, yeah, shit happens. You don't know. Then Yeah, I'm in Norway. I can tell a lot about things lately, but I'm too tired of talking about Donald Trump. I'm too tired to talk about politics, but let's talk about what my week was like. Uh, this weekend, I had a terrible fall. I fell down because of, yeah, what you call the Scandinavian winter. I slept and I fell and I hurt myself really bad. But... It went well. I had a security company who replaced my broken phone. And I have a pharmacy who I need pills from who gave them away for free. Yes, they gave them away for free. Because it's a, for necessary medicine in Norway, you have to pay a certain quota each year. If you go over the quota, they give the medicine for free. Well, that means maybe bad for business in some countries like yo it's against capitalism it's against this and then against that but it's not about time to say something about common sense people having a good health is common sense people getting educated is common sense people used to be free have basic needs to be happy that's common sense even if on the left on the right is there anything you can agree about about common sense? Isn't it basically thing like you want, yeah, that that person did wrong one time, therefore you're going to punish him, and we're going to punish his children, his grandchildren. I don't want to live in a world like that. I don't. If if that means a little bit of socialism, it doesn't mean communism. A little bit of socialism means like you take care of people who's not like you, People who do wrong, people who fall on the ice, people who make a shit of themselves sometimes, because everybody in the world does that. It's one thing, one kind of people I don't trust. I don't trust people who say, I never made mistakes. And people who don't say, I don't regret anything. Because people like that are usually full of bullshit. Because if you don't regret anything, and you don't done any mistakes, and you believe that yourself, you're a fucking psychopath. I will not 
I don't always know the truth. I don't always know all the means to achieve the truth and how to make people's people happy. But sometimes I make common sense. And common sense used to be the norm. Or no, some places. And sometimes you, you can't find it even if you don't agree in politics generally. It's not about hurting each other. It's, it's about moving forward. This was Tron. Tron tells the truth late at night. And yes, I've been drinking beer. This was Tron. Have a nice night. So that was uh, Tron telling the truth about common sense media. <laughs> <laughs> Would be funny. We are going to cover him over the New Year's. Yeah, at some we will point, talk for about sure. Them. We'll see when it gets oh, yes. when it comes up. It could get moved around, so who knows? Yeah. Uh, some some sometimes we're going to talk about them. They are interesting. I I actually was on their website this week to see if there was in, anything interesting to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yep." Wow. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> I was like, "Is this anything to cover, really?" And I was like, "Yep, it is. So much more than we thought it was." But uh, uh, we have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's another digital citizen at gmail.com. I'm guessing we have 5,000 emails. I did not see any emails this morning, no. Uh, no, oh. we did not. <laughs> I know Jeremy, Jeremy wrote Jeremy. something on Facebook, so let me just go there real quick. <laughs> I'm sorry that I can't email you at the moment. Uh, no, maybe I don't. I don't think that's what he said. Uh, let's see. It was about last week. Uh, okay. It says Luke doesn't like Jamie Foxx as an actor. Did you not watch In Living Color, Ray, Any Given Sunday, Dreamgirls, Baby Driver? Everything else in his filmography can be forgotten, but those are decent performances. I agree. I I. In, in Living Color uh, was always the thing that was in the way of me watching Rugrats, so I never was a huge right. fan of that. It was like, it was the thing you watched while you were waiting for other Nickelodeon shows or whatever to be on. Uh, I was never a huge huge fan of In Living Color. I thought it had funny skits. I mean, the there's the classics, you know, like uh, the Hobo Jim or whatever the guy's name was, and then yeah. there was... Uh, Fireman Bill, but other than mm-hmm. there, were, there was some really it was hit and miss. I guess is my point as far as skits go. And Jim Carrey, Jesus Christ! Uh, right, he was um, he was good in it, right? Uh, but then you that was his breakthrough. Uh, yeah, I think so. Or I mean, he was oh, yeah. in a, was he in Rubber Face before or after in Living Color? I don't. I, I'd have to go back and look that up. But yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, but, uh, Jamie Foxx, I mean, uh, yeah, just a little overrated as an actor, I guess. But like I said last week, I'm sure he's a perfectly nice guy. I actually don't know that. Oh, yeah. He could be a huge jerk. I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah, another digital citizen at gmail.com, people. And Jeremy. <laughs> so, 1983, what is it all about? All right, a real 
kind of quick overview. Uh, decades after a 1983 terrorist attack, a law student and a cop uncover a conspiracy that's kept Poland as a police state and the Iron Curtain standing. That's kind of the idea here. This is a Polish Netflix show, 1983. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to ask you, did you cheat and uh, turn the sound to English like I did? Oh, no, I did not. I, I just did the subtitles. Okay, uh, so you watched it actually in Polish. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. guess I could have, but I, I I usually would rather uh, read the subtitles, but maybe I'll try episode three without it? I don't know. I, I didn't really think about it when I was watching it, to be honest. Uh, question number two. Uh, did you see more than two episodes? <laughs> I did not, actually. No. I had a hard, hard fucking time with it, that's for sure. What, not <laughs> watching another episode? Oh, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. I mean, it, it, it's better for a review, because then we can kind of spe- speculate on what's going to happen for next week's show. Right. And, yeah, so I'm definitely going to stay with what we're watching this week. If other people are following along, they can watch as far as they want, because we'll be covering oh, yeah. episode three next week, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what is episode one all about? Well, let's see. Episode one, uh, a faction of rebels prepares an attack. Uh, a cop, a- a- Anatole, uh, probes an apparent suicide, and law student K- Kajetan gets a cryptic clue to a years-old murder. Mm-hmm. Right, from his kind of his law professor. Editor. Gives him a yeah. big thing of... Uh, a big stash he had of uh, files on this uh, murder that happened years ago. Right. And we find out that, uh, well, and then in this episode, uh, I guess the ending of this episode, the professor ends up getting killed or dying. He gets hit by a car, right, so. Yeah. Fantastic episode. Jesus Christ. I'm so glad we picked this and not the other thing that we were thinking about because I'm going to talk about that a little later. Right. I also (laughs) saw a couple episodes of that, so we'll talk about that in the TV round. (laughs) But I'm I'm, I'm extremely happy that we picked this because this is amazing. Oh, yeah. Amazing. This is so good. And... and, and, um, it's so cool to see that I have used money uh, in something that is clearly um, how, how do I put this? It, it it is not really Netflixian in in the way that hmm. um, I don't feel like this could uh, be made two years ago with Netflix help. In, a, in another way, it also feels really, really, really similar to The Man in the High Castle. Okay. Uh, I have not seen and that. And that is my only criticism about the show, because I love The Man in the High Castle, uh, episode season one and two. It's okay. amazing, amazing. And I was like, okay, so Netflix is trying to make... The man in the high castle, and that is my only criticism about it. It, it, it is. It feels extremely uh, like uh, of, of the man in the high castle. It's definitely based on the same thought of um, uh, how to to do drama. T- 
psychology and and how to to uh, set up the episode and even the filming looks extremely <laughs> like the man in the high castle okay so I, I was kind of sitting there and, and going like yeah I've seen this done before and with a uh, on on another place because man in the high castle is an Amazon show if I'm not a hundred percent correct, and that's why I say it feels kind of, it feels like an Amazon Prime show because it looks and have kind of the same storyline as as the Man and the High Castle. The Man and the High Castle is Germany, and this is Poland. But but um, yeah, I still I still really 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 enjoy this. Uh, sure. Okay. I mean, that's not uh, that's not a great description for people who haven't seen The Man in the High Castle. Cause I've never seen that, so I have no frame of reference right. here. But uh, this is the show is basically about uh, this. Would you call the main character? There really is two main characters, right? Is a law student yeah. and the cop. The police, the policeman. Yeah. Right, but the law student I feel is kind of the more main main character. Uh, right. He he's living in this world where he it it's like they said behind the iron curtain. It's still a Soviet uh, or uh, it's a red country where everything is um, monitored and everybody acts a certain way because that's how they're taught to act. Uh, and he kind of is learning that hey maybe maybe the way we act is only the way we act because we're told to act that way. Uh, and that's kind of what the cop starts to figure out too through kind of on accident through a murder that he is investigating. He finds out something about this murder and then it leads him to kind of the same conclusion, uh, which I mean, we ha not in episode one really, but definitely in episode two, we're definitely heading that way. Uh, mm. These two characters have not actually met up ever, at least in episode one or two. No. <laughs> uh, my guess is that they are going to uh, soon. I mean, it's eight episodes, isn't it? Uh, so I'm guessing that they they will. Uh, uh, there's some fun things that I want to bring up. Uh, for example, who was the president of the United States in this series? Oh, I don't remember. Al Gore. <laughs> oh, right. I, I did mention that. Right. They're yeah, kind of giving the a of... time time frame of when it actually uh, is taking place. Right. right. It would be like... Uh, it, it, because this is kind of an alternate f history future, uh, yeah. Al Gore would have won against George Bush, I guess is what they're, they're suggesting, right? right? And that's kind of funny. Uh, other, like, hints to the future and past... The Harry Potter books is in this area. <laughs> right. They actually have 1984, the George Orwell book is in there yeah. too, which I think is funny because it's called 1983 yeah. and they, they're reading 1984 yeah. in a show called 1983. It's very meta, yeah. kind of. Uh, there's some interesting things, like, like small, small, like, windows into the reality that is. If you understand what I mean about that, uh, some like small like hints to uh, us living in the real reality. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it definitely. 
I can see the correlation between this this storyline uh, so far in 1984. Uh, oh, definitely. As far as this this per this main character, uh, the law student, kind of, uh, the, he definitely his family and everybody around him sees the world the way the government telling them to, and slowly he's kind yeah. of uh, changing and and realizing what's really going on. Uh, let's see, I, I guess the end of episode one, the end of episode one was, uh, we find out about the, uh, underground resistance yeah, group. Right, okay. Yeah, I would, that's also a storyline that we follow in the show, is the storyline of the underground, the, the rebellions, as I call them in my notes. Right. Uh, and uh, the relationship there is also interesting. Um, is that in episode two who we found out who's leading this? Well, at the very end of episode one, we find out who's leading it. And then episode two, yeah. we kind of learn everything about them. But uh, the one thing the cop finds is a notebook with the sketchings of, of, the, of the leader of this resistance group. Uh, and the guy who was murdered, uh, he finds out that it, it, it's very clear that the this lady who was the leader of the resistance group was uh, was with this person at some point and he was drawing her and so they know that this right. this this is the person who is the leader so uh, the cop is on to this resistance group in at the end of episode 1 and then into episode 2 uh he definitely is uh he's going to his uh superiors in episode 2 saying hey we need to find this lady we need to figure out what's going on here why this guy was murdered but episode two, um... Yes, episode two. <clears throat> Secrets infiltrate a uh, military high command. Uh, Kajitan, uh, I cannot say that name, makes an o ominous discovery about the photograph. Uh, Anatole's investigation faces a stonewalling. Right, because mm -hmm. one of the people uh, in the high higher-up commands is like... Uh, they think w is probably involved in... Uh, this resistance group, or uh, maybe involved in something against this resistance group, because at, at the very beginning of episode two, uh, Anatole's getting beat up, right? Yeah, I, and we also find out that uh, uh, this murder also has the highest clearance uh, of them all. Uh, that they're not—you uh, have to be a minister to look into the files. Right, and so he knows there's something weird going on here, and and right. nobody wants to kind of open up and tell him what's going on, but he's continuing to investigate, uh, and that's probably why they beat him up, is because th they're trying to tell him, hey, stop investigating this. And right. then what else happened in this episode? I guess uh, we find out that uh, the law student guy, he was best friends with the leader of the resistance group when they were little kids, yeah. we find out. Yeah. And it looks like she's going to try to use him and his position of power because his girlfriend oh, yeah. is the daughter of the leader of Poland, right? And so she's going to try to use his uh, position uh, to infiltrate uh, infiltrate this uh, government agency is what it seems like to me. Uh, we'll see what yeah. happens in episode three, but that's where it seems like it's going. What would you rate this out of ten, the first episode? Um, yeah, let's just do both of them. I'm gonna go ahead and give it um, um, an eight and a half so far. Everything's good. Yeah. 
Yep. Acting is good. Uh, well, the filming is good. I can't really think of anything bad to say about it. So. No, I totally agree. Uh, I'm I'm at the nine, so I totally agree with you. <laughs> I I think the acting is amazing. The the plot is amazing. The only thing that's keeping it from giving it a ten is because I feel like I've seen this before. <laughs> sure, I guess so. But, uh, I just. Uh, I want to give other the next episodes room to grow. Who knows? One of these episodes could get a ten. I can I can sense a ten being had by this show. If we get an episode that the action just gets ramped up all of a sudden, I can see mm-hmm. a ten. But I want to leave space to like move up. So I'm saying eight and a half. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I love the the other thing that I as far as the, both episodes, the architecture they cho- chose to the places oh. where they choose to shoot. And the architecture around, they, they chose specifically to give you this feeling of uh, of being in, in Soviet Russia or being in, like, uh, right. some kind of red, uh, uh, communist red country where all the buildings in the background are just big, concrete, solid. There's no pretty buildings. There's no flower beds in front or anything like that. It's this, you know, concrete, blank, flat look. It's very, very cool. Oh, uh, let's do the TV round because talking about a show that is getting a 10 and I'm totally joking here. Night Flyer, we both <laughs> watched this. Right. Um, I, I only saw two episodes. Did you see more than two episodes? I've seen three episodes. Okay, because this show <laughs> is coming out every single day for the next two weeks. It's not a weekly right. show, it's an every single day show, which is kind of cool, I mean, as far as uh, a yeah. release schedule, but the show is not good enough for me to continue watching it. So. <laughs> this, this show, holy shit, this is a bad show. This is this is so bad. I have, I have no, I had... I have, actually no idea what we were going into i had i had i have not read this i have uh i've talked about this before i read game of thrones i have read every single game of thrones books and i fucking adore them and one of the reasons why i hate the hbo show is because i want to have i want to have game of thrones in my mind not on the screen and sure. this is the same author. I have not read the Night Flyer, but uh, <laughs> what would you describe this show as? Uh, um, <laughs> well, it's a spa- it's set in space, so they're like on in yes. on the spaceship in the future when humanity is going uh, is on the verge of extinction because we've ruined the right. planet. So this spaceship is supposed to go off into space and make contact with aliens which somehow we know these aliens are there but we've never been Mm -hmm. able to talk to them because they don't they've chosen not to communicate and but somehow we found somebody within human race that uh, psych has psychic abilities right yeah can read minds Yes. So their thought is we can use this guy who can read minds to talk to the aliens once we get there, even if we don't understand their language or they don't understand us. Right. But this guy who is psychic is also a psycho, completely crazy, and tries to kill everybody all the time. And he can get in your head and, like, mess with you and make you see things and... Uh, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's the whole premise, which seems like very good, like very cool idea. Oh yeah. But the acting is terrible. Uh, <laughs> the, everything about it is silly and stupid. Oh. Um, there's this one lady, I guess she was bred from birth to be in space, but mm-hmm. she just looks like everybody else. I, I don't understand yep. why she's supposed. Like they try to make it seem like she's this ominous, like different, very. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, special. Special, yeah, or like. Uh, yes stellar interstellar uh, humanoid being but she's just a person like it doesn't they it doesn't come across the way they're trying to make it come across there's nothing about this that works <laughs> like, like the script the script is silly the acting is silly the direction is silly the premise itself is over the board silly i just like I I I was I was sitting there laughing so fucking much. And the best thing is like where I got this from, because I didn't watch this on TV. There's uh, after uh, episode episode on, on on the thing where they sit all in all seriousness talking and discussing uh, about the episode. So right. like behind the scenes stuff after the episode. Sure. And it's really, really clear from where where you you see those things after an episode that this is not actually uh, made to to laugh out, <laughs> but, but, and people are taking it so fucking over seriously, uh, pretentious fuckery that. I have I I I can't remember the last time I watched something and laughed so much when uh, I'm I'm sure uh, that wasn't the point. <laughs> it reminded me. I do. Uh, I want to say this movie is from like the early '90s, but it was probably the late '90s. There was a movie called Event Horizon, bro. Yes. It, yes, it had. It felt like that, except that. Mo- then that movie was silly. I remember making so yes. much fun of that movie and laughing so so hard at it, uh, just because it yeah. was. There was one scene where she's like, uh, talking to this kid, and he's getting sucked out of an airlock, and like uh, his yeah. eyes are popping out, and somehow that was the funniest part of that whole movie. Um, I think she's calling him Baby Bear and stuff like this. Uh, yeah, that's no, what this TV show felt like, uh, as like a TV show version of Event Horizon, which I thought was a hilariously bad horror movie, and this is a hor- <laughs> hilariously bad horror TV show. I mean, it's trying to be a horror show. I oh, don't yeah. think the horror really lands. Um, and then they had this weird <laughs> relationship with the, uh, the person who's, the woman who's bred to be in space, and this mm-hmm. android human who can connect to computers... Uh, the android human that can connect to computers, like, saves the other lady's life, and then all of a sudden they're in this, like, I think it's a lesbian relationship, but I'm not really sure if either one of them is actually a <laughs> man or a woman, to be honest, so I, I don't know what kind uh, of relationship it is. Now, uh, this this, sh- this show, it, it's going to have the uh, stamp on it, watch it, because it's so fucking bad. Watch two episodes. I wouldn't say... I'm not going to watch any more than these two episodes that I've seen. I'm two episodes and you're out for this show, so... I... 
do you know what? I think I'm I'm going to watch this to the end because it's so pretentious, <laughs> and uh, they are they are really acting. And I, I think the most funny part of it, like I said, is the after part where they're talking about how serious they took all the shit that we just saw, and that was the mo- most pretentious thing I ever seen in my world. I I just love. I love watching it because it's so bad. But what do you what do you rate this? Oh, I didn't even put a rating down. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know, like a three, maybe three and a half. Oh yeah, I'll give it a three and a half. Uh, I, I'm a two. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and those two parts are because it's really funny. <laughs> Uh, okay, what else have you watched this week? Well, uh, Murphy Brown Season 1 had its finale this week. Uh, nothing really special there, but that was the end of Season 1. As uh, I remember we started this out, you had said you had seen the original series. I had never watched the original mm-hmm. series, really. I'd seen episodes. I don't, I didn't like this show. I did not like this season, at least. Uh, no. Um, I did. More than you. That's for sure. Um, okay. I would rate it uh, four, maybe. Oh, that's not good. (laughs) No, no, but it's better than what I think you will give it. Oh, I didn't even... I I don't even know. A two, maybe? The jokes weren't funny. They were rehashed. They were stolen directly from that uh, final season of Roseanne. Uh, It felt like they were trying to make the same show. Uh, using a different 90s sitcom. Uh, I really hated the whole storyline between the son and her, um, which in the first episode, it seemed like the son was supposed to work for some kind of Alex Jones thing, but by the end of the season, right. it seemed like he worked for Fox. So I don't. they didn't really ever kind of define that whole, th- that whole uh, clash between the two news things. So, uh, yeah, I, I did not like it. I, I don't know. Maybe I needed to have seen the original series to have liked it, but th- I thought the show was bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I liked it double as much as you. I'm not saying that it's the best show of the fucking year or something. But uh, I, yeah, if I would rate it four. I think uh, it is a really hit and miss show. Uh, I enjoyed it uh, on on uh, yeah on a different level. It's just it's not. It's not ultra super bad as a two, but it's not good enough to get higher than a five. No, I, so. I, I, you say hit and miss. I say miss and miss. That's what I say. But uh, what, let's see. What else did you see? Uh, a discovery of witches. Uh, this uh, came recommended uh, for me. I don't. Oh, I remember why I watched this. Um, because I read the book. Now I remember. Um, it's based on a book's uh, show. Uh, and it is... It is a weird show where I feel like it's kind of trying to be something between Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, and Charmed. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah. I can see the connection between those two, so okay. Uh, But 
Do you know what? Look, this has gotten 8.3 on IMDb and 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, and it is one of my favorite shows of the year. Um, I watched all of it uh, this week, and I would rate it uh, 9.5 out of 10. Oh, okay. That's really good. Yeah, it's just... Uh, I, I love uh, the vampire witch uh, thing. Uh, it takes tropes that I have seen in other shows, like Buffy and Charmed, and work it into uh, a show that feels uh, strangely fresh. Uh, it's it's maybe my biggest surprise after the hunting of Hill House that I I've talked ten million times about. This this has been my biggest uh, like wow, this is strange and it's HBO. I mean, it's been long since I've seen a really really amazing HBO, but I I I I, I love it. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, that's definitely one people should check out. Uh, the only other thing I saw was a ne- another Netflix show, actually, F is for Family Season 3. Oh, cool. With, uh, Bill Burr. I, I don't know if you know him, stand-up yeah. comedian. Uh, yes. yeah. Yes. Uh, Season I 3 is... for Family. Oh, you like it? Uh, you, you didn't see oh, yeah. any of the new one? No. Uh, you know, pretty much the same as, uh... As far as quality goes, this is the first two seasons. A little different this season. They kind of um, added a new character that's uh, like a neighbor, uh, which is a very interesting character, but it kind of reminds me of uh, something I've seen in the past. I don't know. You check it out and see if it reminds you of something else. I don't want to say what it is now because I might uh, influence what you think it might be, but go ahead and watch the beginning or at least check out some of season three and... See if you can tell me where this new character kind of reminds you of a character from a different TV show, I guess. Um, but overall, season yeah. three, I've I've got a couple more episodes left, so I'm not done with it completely. But so far, I'll give it a seven, because it's just fun. The last thing that I also watched, because I'm doing, like, I need to watch TV shows that have been <laughs> highly recommended to me by other people before the, the year is over... It's unsolved. The murders of Tupac and Notorious B.I.G. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, I have not seen this before. Have you? I want to say I watched the first episode and never watched any more of it, but I could be wrong. Okay. It's got uh, eight of, out of ten on IMDb, seventy-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, uh, it's a crime anthology. To, show that works I guess I have seen a lot of crime anthology shows it feels like it's in the vein of uh, of uh, uh, the one with uh, uh, oh Jesus Christ why, why it's why is it suddenly disappearing from my my brain uh, the one that we watched uh, with uh, uh, the one that killed his wife, O.J. Simpson. Jesus Christ! <coughs> sure, okay. Reminds you of that show. So it's 
Yeah, and it also reminds me of the the newer one with with yeah. It reminds me of every anthology, uh, true crime anthology television show there is out there. Just done good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's nothing revolutionary about it either. If you get my right, breath. it's pretty standard crime. Uh... Crime show, whatever, uh, right. non-fiction crime show, sure. Right. Uh, so, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes and give it a 7.5. That's still pretty good, I guess. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, not yeah. terrible. Could be worse. But uh, it's like... Did they uh, solve the unsolved mis- m- m- murder, or... Well, have you seen the ending? I guess you'd have to have seen the ending. Yes, huh? I, I've seen the ending. I've seen all of it. It's okay. the last thing uh, that I watched this week. Right. But, uh, it's it's kind of yes and kind of no. They give uh, did you they give an explanation. <laughs> yes, I did. That was, uh, I have a canning jar with like uh, peanuts in it. And the top of the canning jar just like the little poppy thing went boom. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. That's strange. There must be like a pressure change happening, like, uh, you know, weather-wise, and so it changed the pressure on the inside of the can. That was weird. That's what that noise was, just letting people know. But yeah, no, this is on the USA Network. But uh, yeah, I I recommend it. Definitely. All right, cool. Uh, Yeah, those sound like some pretty good shows. I mean, as far as the end of the year, I'm I'm just going to... I'm just going with what I saw. I've seen so many TV shows and so many movies. I don't really feel like I need to catch up on anything. Uh, there are some things that I would probably have liked to have gotten around to watching, but I'm sure there's things that I'm just... You can't watch everything. <laughs> you can't watch everything in a year, and it would be kind of boring if we both had seen everything because right. then we would, you know, we wouldn't have things that were different in our lists and things like that, so... I want you to see The Hunting of Hill House before this year is over, though. We'll see if I get around to it. See, this week I went on Netflix and I was gonna, I was thinking about watching it, and then F's Family was on there, so I was like, I'd rather watch that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's the thing is when you get on Netflix and then there's something, uh, oh, I, but actually I kind of want to watch that, and then I got, you know, I watched a bunch of F is for Family, and I go, oh, I. I could watch a little Haunted Hill House now, and then it's like, oh, wait, but I need to watch 1983, and I'm on Netflix, so I might as well watch that here, so, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, I get you. So, we're going to talk about some of the strangest conspiracy that we have talked about. Uh, Star Wacker conspiracy, what is it all about, Luke? Well, it sounds like... It could be the name of a porno film, Star Whacker, but that's not what it is, exactly. <laughs> but it does sound like it could be that, but uh, how do we describe this? Um, it's a conspiracy theory that um, there are is a group of people within Hollywood that um, uses celebrities for their you know, celebrity and their money, and then when they're done uh, with said celebrity and using them for what they can use them for, they either kill them off or, you know, ruin their career or cause them to go crazy or something like that. Uh, 
to uh, take away their ability to um, fight back, I guess, and 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 then the these this group of people within Hollywood takes everything they have from them, basically uh, for their for themselves. That's the idea, right? Kind of. Yeah. When I first got into this, I was assuming. We initially, I had it down as Star Killer Conspiracy because that's what I had heard it as. I'd also heard it as Star Whacker Conspiracy. The, another thing we saw it as is the Randy Quaid Conspiracy. We'll get into why mm. Randy Quaid is so involved in this, but um, I think Star Killers is a misnomer because at least the way I see them talk about it, or uh, the stuff that we've seen them talk about it, uh, it doesn't necessarily have to do with just killing the stars it can also just be like ruining their life kind of when we covered uh what was it a uh, targeted individuals it's very similar to that yeah and um here's the thing this started in 2008 because of a theater um production of sam shepherd's the god of hell more or less uh, f- because of Randy Quaid. Was, I think in, that's was in that per- play, right? Yes. Uh, I think that's the perfect place to start. Don't you agree? Sure. Yeah, I guess so. Um... Because in February 2008, a five-member hearing committee, Actors Equality Assassination Labor uh, Union, represented American uh, stage actor banned Quaid for life and find him more than uh, $81,000 uh, because why? Uh, right, I don't uh, I don't actually know. <laughs> Physical and verbally abuse his fellow performers. Okay, now I'm seeing it. Okay, I had lost that spot for some, like, uh, I was looking at the other section, the, um, well, we'll get into that section in a second, but yeah. Uh, it was the second time he starred in a Shepherd play, uh, right, okay. And this is where, right, so he sued them, uh, the charges brought that sanctions against uh, originated in Seattle, a production of Lone Star, a Western-themed adaption of Shakespeare, Mary Wise of Windsor, in which Quaid played the lead ro- role. Uh, mm-hmm. The musical was scheduled to come to Broadway, Broadway but producers canceled it, of course, after uh, the charges were brought against Quaid, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so... Uh, and- and then in 2009, Quaid and his wife uh, were arrested for allegedly defrauding an innkeeper in San Barbara by using an invalid credit card to pay a $10,000 bill. The two were released on bail uh, that evening and substantially paid most of the bill. However, they repeatedly failed to appear in court and Words were issued for their arrest. They eventually appeared in court the following year, where the case was dismissed against Randy Quaid for a lack of evidence. He then, his wife, Eva, pleaded no contest to a misbehavior count of fraud and was played on probation for three years. 
in adding to having uh, to spend 240 hours in community service. Right. Uh, so, well, and from what I've seen about this, in or at least the interviews I've seen with Dennis Quaid and his wife, because there are plenty of interviews mm -hmm. with them out there, like uh, from different news organizations, CNN, ABC, uh, some Canadian um, news stations and things like that. Uh, he says he, at least th this is what they say, is that they paid the bill and that the whole thing was a ruse to get them in trouble uh, by this group, uh, secret group of people, and that uh, they thought they had just, they had thought they had completely paid it, so when they were arrested, they, they didn't know why they were being arrested, and they repeatedly failed to appear in court, and warrants for their arrest were issued, is be because they thought they had paid the bill, at least according to them. In September 2010, Quaid and his wife was charged with burglary after spending five days occupying the gift house in a vacant home they once owned in Santa Barbara. The Quaids claimed that the home was wrongfully transferred to third party by uh, forged signature. Warrants for their arrest were issued after they failed appearing in court again. As a result, also... Uh, <laughs> Uh, fortified their bail. So what happened in 10, 2010 in October then? All right. Uh, Quaid and his wife moved to Vancouver, Canada, where they sought asylum uh, protections under a Canadian Immigration and Refugee Protection Act, stating that they yeah. feared for their lives in the United States. So this is where we're getting into the interesting stuff. Uh, border authorities mm -hmm. arrested the couple because of their outstanding warrants in the U.S., um, after they were granted bail, Quaid gave a press interview, and later the couple's asylum-seeking story was detailed by an article in Vanity Fair. Uh, so, you want to watch that uh, interview he did in Canada in 2010? I want, yes. Okay. Uh, I think we're just going to watch the whole thing, but we'll just talk about it as we as it's playing. But it's it's like almost four minutes long, but it's all interesting yeah. stuff. So, uh, let me just Let's get this it. up. Okay, I got it up. You ready? Yep. Go ahead and give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. For the past 20 years, my wife, Evie, and I have been the victims of criminal activities perpetrated by... Okay, so this says CNN. This is where this was minutes. coming from, but there are plenty of other reporters there. Professionally and financially. This network of individuals is manipulating the banking system and the criminal justice system for the purposes of sabotaging our credit and our credibility. Up until a year ago, Evie and I had never had any run-in with the law whatsoever. We are not criminals, nor are we fugitives from justice, nor are we crazy. We are simply artists and filmmakers who are being racketeered on. We believe there are to be a malignant tumor of star whackers in Hollywood how many people do you know personally who have died suddenly and mysteriously in the past five years? I have personally known eight actors, all of whom... He's almost crying. Mm, yep, and they zoom in on his face because CNN is so classy. All of whom I have worked with and was close to. Heath Ledger, Chris Penn, 
David Carradine among them. I believe these actors were whacked, and I believe that many others, is, such as Britney Spears, this is where Lindsay Star Whacker comes from, and Mel Gibson mm -hmm. are being played to get at their money. In the meantime, many a celebrity's image and marketability is being co-opted co -opted and destroyed. Google helps out by keeping the negative stories near the top of a celebrity's web page because it's the negativity that brings in the advertising revenue. That's the point. Yeah, and that's probably case, true, actually. My attorney Lloyd Braun mm -hmm. is joining this tribe of bottom feeders by creating his own celebrity gossip website. What is wrong with that picture? When your own attorney starts defaming you, who do you turn to to defend you? <laughs> Lloyd Braun also claims to have come up with the idea of the Sopranos, so he's obviously familiar with the ways and means of organized crime. Unfortunately, my brother Dennis has made matters worse by buying a house from Mr. Braun on property Braun originally bought with money he embezzled from me. I recently discovered, much to my surprise, that Dennis is also on the deed to my Santa Barbara property. This is the house this that they got the arrested for being in. Right. Right. The validity of the transfer of my fully furnished property in 1992 to Mr. Bruce Berman. I have earned approximately $40 million throughout my career. I have profit participation in some of my films. I am being embezzled from by this monstrous ring of accountants, estate planners, and lawyers who are mercilessly That's such an me old text message noise. To kill my career. Yeah. And I believe murder me in order to gain control of my royalties. Wow. I wish to return to only one thing, work. So does your client... I think we can stop it there. Oh, I like this part. This is his lawyer. Oh. Hopefully people can hear this. It may. We, are, we have a number of options available to us now, some of which existed before he made a refugee claim and some which arose yesterday. So we're going to take a look at the best options, and it may be that we do abandon the refugee claim. So in favor of citizenship application and sponsorship? The very last question is the best. Permits, permanent resident status, there are all sorts of options. This is what we need to discuss in Liberty. And do you, do you understand how paranoid and delusional your client sounds? <laughs> I'm not <laughs> So the last question, if you didn't hear it, do you understand how paranoid and delusional your client sounds? And the lawyer <laughs> just says, no comment. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure Britney Spears and Lindsay Lohan were really happy to hear that they were part of this conspiracy. Right, this is all happening. Uh, when he's talking about this, this is, the reason he's talking about them is this is kind of at the same time when... Lindsay Lohan, had, or uh, Britney Spears, I mean, had shaved her head and went to a mental uh, institution to get some help, and she had uh, she had some problems there for a little while, and he was equating yes. that, uh, and Lindsay Lohan also, at the very same time, uh, ended up having a lot of the same kind of problems, uh, but, you know, being a celebrity like that is very stressful, and these people do go crazy because it's so stressful. Uh, I mean, Amanda Bynes is very had a very similar thing to those other two. No um, Gibson, he also thinks was in this, of course. Right, and he Mel Gibson lost did his mind. absolutely nothing wrong. I mean, Mel Gibson did absolutely nothing wrong, Luke. <laughs> right, he wasn't a racist or anything. Uh, that didn't have anything <laughs> to do with it. But he uh, 
He definitely at some point did completely lose it. I mean, there was also the whole thing of him like beating up his wife or whatever, a girlfriend yeah. or something at the time. And uh, yeah, uh, but I mean, as far as this goes, if you want to like kind of move ahead in time, like past uh, 2010 is where we're kind of talking about now. Uh, if you think about what happened with Kanye when he went to the mental ho- uh, hospital, he and uh, that whole concert where he's going off about Trump and all this other stuff, I think uh, if this was if that was happening then, he would have said Kanye. He would have added Kanye to that list. You know what I mean? Definitely. Uh, I want to continue a little on on this um, uh, legal issues thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Creed lived in Montreal since 2013, was briefly arrested for not, not checking in as a non-resident. In 2014, the Creed sued the, the State Department for revoking their passports in 2011. By 2015, Creed's legal uh, appeals in Canada were exhausted, and he uh, was notified that he was uh, to be deported. One week prior to the deportation of the state, the couple drove across the Canadian border into Vermont. Detained uh, by U.S. Customs, the couple were detained pending an uh, expedition producer by the state of California. Uh, right. Uh, if you go to the article... Uh... This is about that the the warrants uh, from California. Uh, Quaid. Uh, this is an article from uh, a Canadian newspaper. Uh, what is it called? The Star. Quaid and his wife Evie, who uh, who's a Canadian citizen by way of her father, were arrested last mm-hmm. week in California. Warrants on vandalism and released from custody Wednesday. Like we were just talking about. So that they were arrested for vandalism, as far as like when they were. That's the charge when they were in the house that they claim was their house that was stolen by embezzlement. That's what they're claiming. On Thursday, the actor claimed that for 20 years, he and Evie have been victims of criminal activities, from people trying to embezzle him, kill his career, and even murder him to gain control of his royalties. Right, that's another claim, is that, uh, you know, actors get royalties on every movie they've ever made. And this guy made... Tons and tons of movies. Actually, we should kind of go into what Randy Quaid has made. Let's do that right now while we're at it. Go to filmography there. I uh, mean, he's been in so many good movies. Right. I think. I mean, the the most obvious ones uh, that I remember are Christmas Vacation, Independence yeah. Day was a very yeah. obvious one. Um, Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. He was in. I don't remember that. Good one. Christmas oh, yeah. Vacation 2, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Brokeback Mountain, he was in, actually. Yeah. I don't remember oh, yeah, him yeah. being in that. I, I've, I remember oh, yeah. seeing that movie, but I do not remember him being in that at all. Hmm. Oh, oh yeah. Ca- Caddyshack, of course. Caddyshack is a very obvious one. Uh, oh, he was in uh, Saturday Night Live for 19 oh, yeah. episodes, obviously. That was a big uh, part of his career. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, and he made tons and tons and tons of movies. Uh, so, one of the reasons National, he's uh, saying... vacation, of course. Oh, Sorry. right. There we go. Um, one of the reasons he's saying that they would want to kill him is that if he's dead, they don't have to pay any of the royalties for all these movies. Right. That's another reason there, okay? 
<laughs> uh, right, and then they in this article they talk about the interview we just saw about him talking about how uh, he believes that Heath Ledger, Chris Penn, and David Carradine were also murdered to get their royalties. Um, it says, uh, at the end of the statement Thursday, Quaid made a pitch to his produ- to producers in Canada. I would like to announce my availability and desire to work immediately uh, and legally, of course. That's why he wanted to get legal status in Canada, so he could work there as well. Another reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, he doesn't look like himself today. That's so sad to say. He looks like... A very strange Santa Claus. Well, he, but, uh, we'll get into at the end kind of what what he's doing now. And once we get to the end, but he's believing in another conspiracy theory now, Fro, which we talked oh, about. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll get into that in a yep. minute. Yep. But uh, let's. Uh, he doesn't like media, uh, and uh, there was a video that uh, I find interesting that you sent me, uh, where he talks a little about. Yeah. The media. Uh, he talks about Rupert Murdoch, right, who is the yeah. owner of Fox, if you did not know that. Of, of course, a billionaire, uh, runs a lot of things uh, as far as media conglomerates go. Um, people would probably blame him for... Uh, they would put a lot of blame on him for getting Trump uh, into office. Would you say Rupert Mur- Murdoch is somebody that people could oh. blame? Yes. Right. Uh <laughs> And so this, I remember this video coming out when it initially came out in what 2015 is when this was put out, um, mm-hmm. and it was it was him and this is him and his wife, uh, and we'll kind of describe it as they go. So go ahead and give me a countdown, bro. <laughs> because uh, the first thing we see is uh, him looking like Santa and she looking like a porn model. She's in like a bathing suit, but with uh, aviators, and she's got knee high. Uh, boots on, but right. with, a, with a swimsuit, and it looks like they're in a hotel room to me. That's what it looks yes. like. Okay, let's play this in three, two, one, play. Hi, I'm Randy Quaid, and this is my wife, Evie. I help media giants News Corp and Warner Brothers Entertainment earn well over a billion dollars for the film's Independence Day and Christmas vacation. What did I get in return? A Warner Brothers exec, Bruce Berman, stole my house. And News Corp's The New York Post continues to smear me to high heaven with a pack of lies. For good measure, Warner Brothers even had my wife and I falsely arrested six times by TMZ. She's just sitting in the back, like, very stoically, not making any face. Hashtag PMC. Police media corruption. Eddie <laughs> and I have been put through a living hell. A living hell of biblical proportion. She's sexy enough. So how do we retaliate? Oh, she's a good looking lady, yeah. What do we do? Well, I still have a few tricks too. This is the very same shirt that I wore in ID4 when I saved the world. Another act that Rupert Murdoch still hasn't thanked me for. <laughs> what? He thinks he, act- he actually saved the world. Right. Remember? Okay, now he's got a picture of Rupert Murdoch. Yep. His wife is coming forward. And she's putting, putting the picture her. on her face. On her face. Yep. Like a mask. Right. It's got and he eye holes cut behind out. Maybe you'll her. thank me for this. And starts fake fucking her. 
<laughs> he's behind her, and she's got the Rupert Murdoch face right in the camera. You hear the dog barking. <laughs> this is so fucking crazy. Get it, <laughs> Together, Rupert. Together, we'll wipe out police media corruption. Yeah, Rupert. Yeah. I'm back. I wonder why people say he's crazy. I don't know. Okay. I have no clue okay. why people would say he's crazy, bro. It can't oh. possibly because of this video. <laughs> I watched this for the first time this week because Luke said it to me today, and I laughed so fucking loud. Right. Th I mean, that oh. was pretty viral when it first came out. People were making fun of it quite a bit online. I don't know if it ever really made it into the mainstream media, but I remember online it was a huge joke. Like, uh, just the sheer insanity of it and the whole Rupert Murdoch thing is actually kind of a funny joke in a way. <laughs> Seeing oh. Rupert Murdoch uh, getting um, plowed from behind is basically what, it, what we just saw. I mean, obviously a fake Rupert Murdoch, but... Yeah, uh, so after fleeing to Canada as a referee, uh, actor Randy Quaid will soon face all final knee charges. This is an article from the Washington Post that uh, talks mostly about things that we have gone through before. Right, I mean, this um, is from 2000. The most important thing here is to point out that this is an article from 2015, so we're moving way ahead in time as far as we were talking about 2010 and everything, and then all this stuff happened... For five years, uh, as far right. as him dealing with uh, Canada and trying to get citizenship, and then getting extra, uh, uh, them trying to get him out of Canada, and Canada uh, not wanting to give him citizenship but giving his wife citizenship, um, and then uh, it says here they tried to drive to the United States at West Berkshire Port and entry Friday. U.S. Cups and Customs and Border Protection agents realized who they were. And the Quades were taken into separate correctional facilities where they will await arraignment Monday, and their bail was set at half a million dollars each. That's a lot. Um, so yep. that's uh, what ended up happening is they ended up uh, going... They, they tried to get back into the U.S., and they ended up getting arrested. Um, right. Uh, so... That's kind of the end so, as as far as the story of the Starwhackers and Randy Quaid. Well, but you move ahead in time and you start to think about... I started to think about this whole scenario kind of after I'd done a lot of research into it and his whole idea of Starwhackers and, like, that's a weird concept of, like, uh, killing off stars or, like, ruining their lives to try to take, thing, take, take away the royalties that they were owed and... Um, uh, ruin their careers so that you don't have to keep paying them money or uh, so that they don't have the, what's a good influence to try to, uh, say a, a star all of a sudden wanted to be anti-war and the production right. company is working with some kind of military group to make movies about military stuff. They're not going to want this star to be anti-war. So they could discredit them so that their influence was less and that, uh, you see what I mean from? Yes. So well, then I started to think to about... 2000 and, yeah, sorry. Yeah, and then I started to think about 2016. Right. So you go yeah. into that, from Because in 2016, there was a 
long, long list of people who died. Celebrities who who died all in two... Like, people remember this. It was a huge thing in 2016 about every week more and more bigger celebrities kept dying and dying and dying and dying. It's weird to think about now after doing all this research into Star Whackers. 2015, he's arrested. 2016 is, like, October... 2015 is when he gets arrested in the U.S. 2016 is when all these people start dying. Is it coincidence? Probably. But I thought it was interesting and we should mention it. <laughs> yes, it is coincidence. But uh, Muhammad Ali, David Bowie, Prince, Leonard Cohen, Harper Lee, Gene Wilder, Gary Marshall, Bill Cunningham, uh, Gwen Hill, Florence Henderson, Anton Yakovin. Nancy Reagan, Alan Richman, uh, Sharon Jones, Alan Thick, uh, Gary Shanding, Doris Roberts, John Glenn, uh, Janet Reno, uh, Glenn Fry, Edward Elby, Arnold Palmer, Emily Haggard, uh, Molly Schaefer, Josh C. Fernandez, uh, uh, Patty Duke, uh, Sasha. Sasha Gabor. Zsa-Zsa. 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 China. Um, uh, Francisca Sonali. George Michael. Carrie Fisher. Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. Right. Uh, there was just a huge uh, string of it. Uh, and I thought long, we should mention way. that when we're talking about Star Whackers. Because it definitely goes... I mean... I, uh, definitely not all those people were, uh, uh, what's a good word for it, in the Hollywood industry. Obviously, Nancy Reagan, well, actually, Nancy Reagan's husband was in Hollywood, wasn't he? Okay, now I'm, uh, moral, sh- wait, uh, he was in the news. Well, I mean, there are some of them that weren't in the entertainment industry, all right? So, those people are clearly not being killed to get their royalties, I guess is my point, Fro. Uh, John Glenn, the astronaut, does not have any royalties, right? So... Uh, but right. you you look at it and you th- think about it in the terms of what Randy Quaid's saying, and if he was actually correct, uh, maybe there's some connection there. I mean, if if he was still saying the stuff he was saying in 2010, in 2016 he would have had a pretty big case to be made. I guess is my point. <laughs> yes. So, but uh, Randy Quaid uh, hasn't stopped. He's still on YouTube. And he talks a lot about stuff on YouTube. I watch many videos with him. And, it's uh, not hard, because they're all uh, around a minute long. Like, I think the longest right? one is maybe a minute and 20. Most of them are around, like, 40 seconds, and they're very short. Yep. And uh, is it fair to say that he is a Donald Trump supporter? Uh, no, I'd say he's the opposite of a Donald Trump supporter. What? Yes. See, what you're you're watching this. If you no, watch it, I, it, okay, you're being okay, right? Yeah. Because he does kind of act like, uh, at least in the one video, the most recent one, which was five days ago, uh, mm-hmm. which is called "All Will Stay in Mexico." He's ma- mm-hmm. he's making fun of uh, the idea of keeping everybody out of the U- U.S. But if you were yeah. to watch it and think that he was a Trump supporter, maybe you could construe it that he was for the wall. But you would have to not be—you'd have to not get the joke that he's trying to make, right? right? Um, uh, 
He also has a 30-second one called Found Found the Wall. So if you just read the headlines, (laughs) you could start believing he's a Donald Trump supporter. Right, but he's (laughs) clearly very anti-Trump. And uh, if you read into... uh, There's one two months ago... you know how I know that? Look, he was actually... um, he he wasn't allowed to come near the <laughs> the uh, sitting in of Donald Trump. Oh really? Where did you see that? Yeah, I saw it in the article when we were reading about uh, Randy Quaid. I, oh, okay. I will find it. I missed it. There's one here called a conspiracy caught two months ago, <laughs> and that video is about hit is about um, the RussiaGate conspiracy. This guy is. Totally a believer in RussiaGate. He thinks that uh, he he told Randy Quaid is a complete believer in the fact that Trump and Putin were working with WikiLeaks to to uh, ruin the 2016 election. So uh, if you believe in RussiaGate, you've got Randy Quaid on your side. Just saying. I'm I'm what? I'm not saying. I'm just saying that this is who is on your team. You know. <laughs> yep. A little help, Peters. Pedus. And uh, actor Randy Quaid needs a place to stay for in the inauguration. So. Oh, inauguration. Yes, that's hard for me to say. Because his RV had a breakdown. That's kind of funny considering uh, Christmas Vacation, his RV in Christmas Vacation, remember? Mm hmm. Uh, so we send a tweet to uh, at real Donald Trump. RV broke down. Looking for room in DC. <laughs> that it's kind of yep. ironic, I think, because of the whole yep. Christmas. Christmas Vacation is honestly one of my favorite Christmas movies. Um, Love that movie. But after doing this, I will pro- I almost guaranteed I will end up watching it this year at some point. Um, yeah. and I'm going to see it in a different light. After doing all this research, for sure. <laughs> oh, so look. Jesus Christ with sherry on tops. Um, where does this rate on the crazy scale? Oh my gosh. This was way weirder than I thought it was going to be, Fro. Like, I thought this was oh. going to be weird, because it's about a, a secret cabal of people uh, murdering uh, celebrities, that's weird. But then we started getting into it, and it gets so much weirder. Like, people need to really go look up Randy Quaid on YouTube and just go to his YouTube channel and watch yeah. a bunch of these videos. The one thing we didn't mention is the aesthetic of the videos. His face is literally two <laughs> inches away from the camera. Two inches, yes. And there's light, like, um, I don't know, it's like an Instagram filter or lights or something happening all the time, like, changing color as he's, like, doing these crazy... Uh, Almost kind of one-man show uh, dialogue bits, kind of. Yeah. It, yeah? Um, it's wild. People go check him out on, on YouTube. Um, out of ten, I'm going to give this a nine. A solid nine. Oh, I'm giving this a nine and a half. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I actually, For I sure. almost agree with you, I guess. Nine and a half, yeah. And I, it's the For weird sure. part is... This, this is... Super, super crazy. And the more I've looked into this, the more I feel kind of... I I, I feel kind of split. Because, gosh darn it, I feel sorry for the guy. But also, 
put him on some fucking medication, Beto. <laughs> I feel bad for him. There is a, there's also a point where I'm doing the research and I'm seeing all the interviews with him and his wife talking to, like... Um, there, there was one interview I sent you that was, like, 12 minutes long. It was with the Canadian yeah. News Air... And I'm listening really to them, and I'm... I'm believing some of the stuff they they have to say. Not all of it, right. not not, but some of the stuff as far as uh, embezzling money from them, uh, people right. trying to use them for their own need, and then when they're done mm-hmm. needing them, they you know, just kind of toss them off to the side. Uh, no problem believing that aspect of it whatsoever. Right. That's why it's not the ten. But. Taking it from that to making a conspiracy theory about it is pretty big leap. Uh, well, I mean, going from that to they're actually murdering celebrities like uh, yes. David Carradine, that's the leap I, I see. Yep. Uh, is the actually uh, mafia-style... Uh, hit hitmen are coming out and murdering people because they want they and don't al- want them to get the royalties, right? And also, like saying it wasn't uh, Bell Gibson's fault for being racist is kind of hurting your case. So, kind of bringing his name into it as an argument for your case is also kind of hurting your case because, right? I I feel Mel Gibson is to blame for what Mel Gibson had The thing is, done. In t- I don't know the timeline of the whole Mel Gibson thing is the one problem I'm having. So maybe he said this before the racist stuff had come out. Oh, it yes. was just the yes. crate. It's possible that he just... Yes. The Mel Gibson craziness was happening, but it, the racist stuff hadn't come out yet. That's possible. But right. I don't actually know the timeline, so don't, don't quote me or don't, you know... Uh, no. You'd have to look that up yourself and see if... The, the racist stuff from Mel Gibson actually came before 2008 or 2010, Eight. I guess. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, definitely. This has been one funny thing to, sorry, <laughs> to look into because the more you look into it, the more crazy it gets. And I think it thoroughly deserves a place in the Hall of Fame of, of crazy. We have. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, the movie bet. Uh, Let's uh, explain the new rules for new listeners and also old listeners. Uh, We have uh, picked the movies that's coming out this month, but we are only going to look at their opening numbers. That means their first weekend numbers. Yes, and that is going to determine the winner of the bet. Uh, that way, it's uh, more easy for us to to have more choices, and also uh, it's more fun. Right, and it, it it actually makes sense because we were doing it the other way. It made no sense, uh, right. and this way it should work. <laughs> and the way I think about, I we actually haven't talked about this, but I figure we're gonna do movie bet uh, probably every month, except for months yeah. where there's a top four WWE pay per view, maybe. Like, we might yeah. do Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, yeah. WrestleMania, but we're not going to do any of the small, crappy ones anymore. Oh. Because uh, not worth it, and we don't really watch wrestling anyways. Like, I watch other wrestling, but I don't watch WWE. So, actually, I th- it's going to be funny when we do Royal Rumble, because neither one of us has seen wrestling. So it'll- I mean, I've listened to the podcast. I listen to your wrestling podcast, so there's that. 
Yeah. So, let's uh, go one-on-one -on -one like we did uh, first. Oh, uh, one thing we should I... mention is Fro yeah. gets to pick first this time yeah. because I won last time. And if yeah. Fro wins this time, then I'll get to go first next time. So, yeah, let's do one-on-one. -on -one. Yes. Go ahead, Fro. Uh, Mortal Engines, it's an action-adventure, and it's a universal movie. Uh, the Mule, a crime drama by Warner Brothers. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, an animation from Sony and Columbia. Once Upon a Deadpool, an action f film from Fox. Yeah, and we should explain a little about that, uh, because this is a PG-16 version of uh, Deadpool 2. Oh, PG-13, uh, right. Yes, uh, with some added scenes uh, with uh, the guy from uh, The Princess Bride that I suddenly forgot. The boy name. from The Princess Bride, right. Yes. Uh, then we have Aquaman, that is an action-adventure from Warner Brothers. Uh, Bumblebee, a sci-fi action film from Paramount. Second act, comedy from STX Entertainment. Never heard of them. I think they're a sound company, or they used to be. Like, uh, okay. uh, like the th sound, uh, the speakers in a theater was STX. At, when I worked oh. at a movie theater, that's what that was. Maybe they got into actually making movies. Um, welcome to Marwen? Marwen? Uh, drama yeah. from Universal. Mary Poppins Return, a musical from Bono Vista. Uh, Holmes and Watson, a comedy from Sony Columbia. Weiss, a drama from Annapurna Pictures. Never heard of that either. I'm assuming that's Indian, but I could be wrong. So, here's my thinking. But for me, it was <coughs> between three, three movies. Okay. Uh, it was between Aquaman, Bumblebee, and Mary Poppins Return. Okay. Uh there was uh, the three three movies that I think uh, would have the highest box box office. Jesus Christ, that was hard. Um, Mary Poppins returns because it's a family movie uh, where right. I think the nostalgia thing will drive a lot of people to the movies. It's Christmassy. It's got a Christmassy yeah, kind of feel to it. Yeah. And also that uh, it's so low on age that you can bring your children and they have to also pay the price for a mission. Bumblebee, because it's, I mean, it's <laughs> in in that universe of things uh, with the, the, the cars, uh, Robocops. Uh, Ro Robocops? Where, 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 where that is Robocop? not right at all. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about Transformers? Robocop? Transformers. What? <laughs> I meant Transformers. Oh, sorry. Universe. Uh, so that bit. And Aquaman, because, yeah, I mean, it's Aquaman. What more can I say? How, hasn't that movie been coming out, like, for the last three years? I could have sworn. Aquaman? Right. Yeah. Isn't, uh, I mean, Jason uh, Mimosa has been famous for a long time, and I feel like the only movies oh, yeah. he's ever been in is Aquaman, and it hasn't even come out yet. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. But uh, that is my pick, is Aquaman. 
Okay. If I had to pick a number two, it would be Mary Poppins Returns. And then on third, Bumblebee. That would be my picks. I, I'm not sure if that is going to influence you, your choice, but... I mean, for me, be... it was already between Aquaman and Bumblebee. Those were the two I was looking oh, yeah. at. Yeah, Mary Poppins okay. I had not given as much credence to as you did. I understand the reasoning wow. that, like, uh, it's a family film, but I feel like Bumblebee is also kind of family. Like, that's something... I'm actually super surprised by you saying that. I, I would I would think that Mary Poppins definitely have the highest potential... Uh, between Bumblebee and and Mary Poppins, I'm not going to try to persuade it to to steal 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 that choice. But I I mean, what you're not thinking of is uh, dads taking their daughter to see a movie they also grown up with with the first original Mary Poppins. Yeah, but it's Transformers. Transformers is also something that parents grew up with. I understand what you're talking about. And Transformers, to me, it has a track record of being a big box office uh, film. So I think it's a safer pick than Mary Poppins, which I don't think has the same track record. So I'm going Bumblebee, Mm. to be honest. But I understand your reasoning. I just think Transformers has a better track record in this day and age of having a big big box office numbers. People just go to see it because it's the new Transformers movie. You know what I mean? So. If you could pick Aquaman, would you pick that instead of Bumblebee? Uh, it was a really a big toss-up. The one thing about Aquaman that's not going to count, I don't think, towards your score is that it comes out for free, I think, on Amazon Prime uh, the week before it comes out in theaters, I think. Really? Uh, I think it's just for, like, two days or something, and then it, it goes to theaters. It's like a sneak preview if you have Amazon Prime. So that could hinder your score, maybe. Uh, but who knows how many people are... are, are most people might want to just go see it in the theater because of the experience of going to see, you know, right. the big action movie in the theater. It's not as exciting to watch it uh, on Amazon, but I don't know. It could well, hinder, hinder you, though. Uh, what I'm asking you is, if you had to pick first with you like i said it, it was a toss-up for me i i, it, I yeah. really would have had a hard time picking yeah i mean i think both of those are gonna do good but it was definitely between those at first i was thinking spider-man but then i actually looked up that this is not like a spider-man spider-man movie this is a no, animated an spider-man yeah so yeah. it's not it's not gonna do the same numbers as a normal spider-man movie would would do so yeah it was in between those two um just aquaman because it's it's in that universe of superhero movies right. and Bumblebee because it's in the universe of Transformer movies and people right. will just go see him because they're the new superhero movie or it's the newest Transformers movie. They don't care about anything other than that. You know what I mean? So, I think you will be really surprised by Mary Poppins. I'm sure it's going to do well. I just think oh, yeah. Bumblebee is a safer pick as far as okay. betting because of... I, yeah. It's going to be interesting, that's for sure. Uh, have you seen a movie this week? Uh, yeah, I just saw one really bad movie this week. That's, uh, uh with uh, our favorite Keanu Reeves. Okay. Of course, uh, one of my favorite movies from one year was named Keanu, but this is one of my least favorite movies probably of this year. It was called <laughs> Siberia. Oh, that's a bad movie. Uh, this was about, well, Keanu Reeves is like some kind of 
agent for the government or something and <sighs> gets involved with this mob in Siberia. It's um, kind of... Uh, it's a lot about like Russian-American relations as well. The mm. acting is god-awful. It's really boring. Mm. Um, the love mm. story is... One of the worst love stories I've ever seen because the woman's <laughs> like, "You're American. I want to marry you." That that's yeah. the love story in, in a nutshell. Um, and yeah, overall, this was a terrible movie. I gave it a three point five. So not, it's not the worst movie I guess I've seen all year, but it was pretty bad. I would rate it a three point five as well, maybe a four. I wouldn't go as high as a four, but if if you want to be nice, maybe I'd go to a four. It's it's a real shitty movie. I totally agree. Um, I have watched two movies that I watched before this week because I'm doing my rewatch of movies that I am looking into being on my list of my favorite movies. Oh, rewatch, okay. I, yes, uh, but I don't remember. So I forced my dad to uh, watch with me The Quiet Place because it was free on uh, the TV thing uh, that I watched. Okay. Uh, my dad really did not like A Quiet Place. What? Why? <laughs> he thought it was stupid. <laughs> I, I mean, mm, I, I guess so. I, I thought it was good. <laughs> I remember yeah. really liking that film. Uh, yeah, that's that's why I rewatched it because it's on my list of my favorite movies this year. Uh, a movie I watched alone was uh, Avengers: Affinity Wars. Uh, to remember uh, if it was that good that I remember it was, uh, because I saw that really early last year, and I think I gave it a ten out of ten. Then. Uh, I rewatched it. Now, I still really, really like it. Okay. Uh, will it be on my list? Wait and see. Sure, right. Yeah. I think the memes were more entertaining that came out of that movie than the movie itself, probably. <laughs> but that's fine. Thanos can, car. Can, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and, very funny. And, and this meme. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you call that when you do that? And in, then there was English. there was also the disintegrating things where everybody was yes. making the picture with the disintegrating. Yeah, very uh, funny. Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, all the movies I watched. Uh, but uh, let's uh, look at the movie that has disappointed me before I watched it. The Possession. No, mm-mm. Not the position, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. The position. It's just the possession. It, it's just <laughs> a woman sitting in a chair, changing position yeah. <laughs> every twenty minutes. She changes to a different position. Yeah. Best movie ever. <laughs> the possession of Hannah Grace. In the name of the Holy Spirit. Oh, wow. I love when they show us parts of this the trailer before the trailer. Because of the hours? Because the only co-workers are cadavers. Remember when I said I was yes. looking forward to this movie? Uh, last week? Yeah. Well, I'm much better now. Yep. I don't know. Welcome to the team. <laughs> Welcome to the team. You're the new girl. Megan. 
Well, I what? got a weird one for you. This trailer is so exciting. Grace. And I, I think while they were making this trailer, a cat was walking across the piano. <laughs> in the editing bay. Uh, something went wrong. So, is this just a sequel to The Exorcist? From the producers that brought you Don't Breathe. Do you remember a movie yeah. called Don't Breathe? I don't I don't oh, know. Yeah. It's really good. I never saw that. All right. Oh, it's a good horror movie. Then you're up for it? I can handle it. But this looks like one of the most generic. When you die, you die. Possession movies I ever seen. When you die, you die. The setting looks very boring. She's in like this basement kind of laboratory that looks very bland and boring. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, this is not irritating. End of story. Have you seen her in anything before? Let's go. Uh, no. I, I, she doesn't look familiar at all, no. It's yeah. an eyeball, right? Is that what it is? It's gotta be an eyeball. No, it's a... Would have been cooler if it was an eyeball. <laughs> it was the ball that she was playing with. Rubber band ball. ball. Right. Yeah. So, Luke. What is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Uh, shocking exorcism spirals out of control, claiming the life of a young woman. Months later, morgue worker Megan Reed takes delivery of a disfigured cadaver during a graveyard shift. Uh, locked inside the basement corridor, Megan Megan's horrified visions soon lead to her, lead her to believe that the body is possessed by a demonic force. Uh, 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And then I'm seeing something from Dread Central, which is probably a horror movie thing, but I'm not gonna, uh, I don't trust that, so I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> what, what do they give it? Uh, 1.5 out of 5 from some place called Dread Central, really? which I have no concept of what that is, so I wouldn't trust it. 77% of Google users liked it, though. Yeah, and 37 on Metacritic. That I see. 14% on Rotten Tomatoes! Hee hee! Looks like an amazing movie, so... Uh, can't uh, watch, wait to talk about it. Uh, I found some reviews that looked really good. Okay. Uh, uh -huh. <clears throat> this is by Disa P. Okay. A cross between a joke and seemingly complex NA meeting. The possession of Hanagos is simply... <laughs> Yes. Okay, continue. <laughs> uh, it's simply elementary in screenplay. We see through this film uh, Megan half, 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 half TM uh, addiction as issues of only the director knows about. Besides a few heavy deaths by Megan, the struggle in her addiction uh, is revealed as uh, honest in politics, I don't understand anything what's saying. Okay. Uh, 
this brings me to an interesting point in the Meg uh, in the movie uh, that Megan is very 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 is very well still using prescription pills. Her calmness and reputation to Hannah Grace's chorus can only be justified by her use of pre- uh, prescription pills. Oh, she's saying that she hated the mo- uh, movie because it gives like a, a, a false wedding of like uh, narcotics anonymous meeting. Okay. All right. The cracking and off-putting skin color of Hannah Grace reminds me of an undercooked chicken breast. (laughs) 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 Effects were non-existent. Determined by a possible agreement between all Hollywood writers, a romantic plot installed in a horror movie. Why? Because why not? Okay, I went to the Facebook. Um, Let's see. I actually found some good ones and some bad ones. So, uh, Louis Ledesma says, watched it last night. It was awesome. I enjoyed your uh, your character in the series. You. So, was this person in you, Fro? I'm trying to thing. Okay, it says, that's what it says in this review. Um, but the movie had me jumping out of my seat in some of the scenes. Uh, the blue eye was creepy. Alright. But then, um, Carrie Maguire said that's gotta be a fake name Carrie McGuire uh, a hot burning pile of garbage uh, slow and boring don't care about the main character uh, too much talking it was absolutely terrible oh she played in, in Pretty Little Liars yeah she did also play in You who was she in oh she was Peach Challenger okay okay just okay. something totally I, random okay, okay. No, I recognize her. I recognize her. She just looks so fucking different in this uh, movie. It's not even funny. Oh, uh, yeah. it's That's possible. Oh, here's one. Uh, uh, Pedro Robles says, People, seriously save your money. I watched it yesterday. Not only was it not scary, but it's true what people say about them repeating the same thing over and over again throughout the whole movie. Uh, which, I guess we just saw that in the trailer. They were repeating that one thing over and over again. About, like, yeah. life... What did she say? Uh, life ends? Or whatever? Something like that. Other movie that comes out this week is a movie called 2.0. Uh, it directed by S. Shankar. Uh, it has... Ashkar Kumar, Riji Hana Kanaka, Amy Jackson, Shuduku Pandai, oh, and Adil Hussain in it. Many actors I know of, of okay. course. Uh, this has... Uh, scientists helped the government investigate a threat that is beyond understanding. That is the plot. It is a movie that's Indian. In the Tamil language, whatever that means, I have no clue. It has a 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb, a whopping 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 92% of Google users like this movie, so... 
This is an Indian movie. It says down here at the bottom, 2.0 is the ninth most expensive non-English language film by production cost, $75 million. Okay. Wow. I, cool. uh, the, if you see the poster, the dude on the left with the sideburns, yes. I could have, that's, he was in, I've seen him in other, or at least, I think it's the same character. There's like a, mm, I, I want to say like gif kind of meme of this guy where he's like, turn, he turns into a tank. He like multiplies himself. You remember, have you seen that, Fro? Where the no. guy multiplies himself and he turns in, in like it's a hundred of him, and they they turn themselves like combining, like morphing into a tank and a gun and things. Yeah, I don't know, weird meme that I've seen. So I think this might be the second in uh, of a uh, a sequel to another movie. I think is what this is. Okay, so we have two movies you can pick between an Indian movie and an horror movie. Which one will you see? Right. Uh, to be honest, I'm gonna go 2.0 on this one, Fro, because I think that yeah. <laughs> looks more interesting. I completely agree. And the scores aren't that bad for it, to be honest. I mean, I'm gonna have to find uh-huh. it if you want to watch it. You'll have to see it in uh, with subtitles. But other than that, uh, the scores look pretty good. So. Yeah. So, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, well, nothing. Well, just go uh, subscribe to us on Spotify and iTunes and everything else. Uh, subscribe to PewDiePie. Uh, go to audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Get a free book and a free trial. 30-day trial. Uh, uh, anything else? No, I think that's uh, that's good. I'm good on plugs. You want to plug anything? You want to plug your other podcast? I go to westcoastwrestling.com and check out uh, their uh, show. Westcoastwrestlingconnection.com. Uh... There we go. Oh, yeah. West Coast. Uh, yes, uh, I have another podcast, don't, don't I? Uh, it's called uh, That Wrestling Show, where we talk about wrestling. And it's kind of funny because I don't watch wrestling at the moment. So I love talking about wrestling when I don't watch it. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Um... Yeah, I think that's it for plugs. Do we have anything else you had written down you wanted to talk about? Let me see if I got anything else interesting here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love how you him while 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 you're while looking. I'm looking. Uh, yeah. I wrote down not watching WWE. But we kind of talked about this. I wrote down YOLO is mean to Buddhist. Oh yeah, I was thinking about that. Remember YOLO? You only live once. That's kind of yeah. uh, that's mean to Buddhists because uh, you know reincarnation. Uh, that's uh, that's gonna be our. I think we'll end on that uh, that note, bro. No, I want to talk about uh, this thing I found in the mirror uh, that we didn't have in the news. Talking about phrases like "bring home the bacon" could be banned because it's uh, oh, right. offending yeah. okay. vegans. <laughs> it offends vegans to say "bring home the bacon" because right because they don't bring home the bacon. They kind of it goes with YOLO. It's offensive to Buddhists, <laughs> right? And bring home the bacon. Offensive to vegans, exactly. Yeah. So remember, uh, subscribe to PewDiePie. Uh, coming up next week, news of the week, uh, episode three of 1983. We will do another digital review of Tyrell. 
It's apparently a comedy movie. Uh, I know nothing else about it. Uh, it's not really anything giant. I think there's one movie coming out next week, so yeah. Okay. And we're going to talk about corporate logo conspiracy. What is the corporate logo conspiracy? It's a conspiracy theory that corporate logos are specifically designed to uh, to manipulate your brain in some kind of advertising, uh, subliminal messaging kind of way by some secret group or maybe like the Illuminati or the Freemasons are doing this. So corporate logos are designed specifically to brainwash you is kind of the conspiracy theory. We'll cover that next week. Cool. From the Norwegian country of Norway and the United States country of United States, this has been another digital citizen episode 165. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. 